As it's been heating up here in the UK, we thought you guys might need some cooling down. So we'll be drinking a refreshing summer cocktail, the Mint Julep. And after Nick's hosed me down, of course, it's worth noting that you can't make a mint julep without bourbon. So we'll be sampling the Maker's Mark 46 Kentucky Straight Bourbon, both in our juleps as well as neat. As always, if you're bored, have a spare moment and or not operating heavy machinery, you can check out more whiskey-based content on all our social media platforms at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And we still can't afford a marketing department, so please do us a favor and hit that share button. You're listening to Whiskey and Things with Nick Kent and Dave Giles. Welcome to episode 71. I'm Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. That's Dave Giles, who's done a few gigs this week, I think, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. Oh my God, I'm not gig fit at all. Six gigs in five days. And listen to me. I can't wow. talk. Wow. Well, it's all going to be on me today, is it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's all oh, on you, mate. You'll get it's back on, on it. Hey, um, yesterday, July 27th, as this goes out, was National Scotch Day in the US, Dave. Oh, yeah. So happy US National Scotch Day to everyone across the pond. So, of course, as it's National Scotch Day, we're doing the bourbon today, everyone. <laughs> Of course we we are. Of course we are. (laughs) So there we go. You enjoying the Olympics so far, mate? I'm loving the Olympics. It's great. It's it's on when you wake up. It's fantastic. Great. Woke up this morning. You know, three medals or whatever. Yeah. Brilliant. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Tom Daly's fourth Olympics. Can't believe it. I know, right? Was he 14 when he started? Wasn't it? Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. Absolutely. How was your weekend, sir? Good. I did a gig. Just one. So I still have a voice. But then I didn't sing. So um, yeah. But uh, my fingers are still there after playing one gig. But I enjoyed Excellent. it. It was good. Excellent. There we go. Right, should we crack on? It's warm I in think here. We should. I need a bit of pumpkin, a bit parched, Dave. I think I might need some refreshment. I definitely the- need something cool and refreshing for my vocal cords right now, Nicholas. Mm, what mm, have you got for me? Mm. So, Nick, you're not going to believe this, but something has just turned up right in front of me. Pre-made. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like there's been a cocktail maker in the room, oh, my but there's word. not. It's just me. Oh wow! But this looks like a very refreshing drink in front of me. Wow! You know what? Then I think we should start a new segment, Dave. Oh yeah, yeah. I reckon we should start a new segment with who, 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 who's round? <laughs> <laughs> who's round? Oh wow! You sprung that one on me. <laughs> <laughs> who's round? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. We both seem to, to contribute to this one. <laughs> <laughs> we did, didn't we? Well, last week, Dave wanted to make a refreshing drink. You know, that's what he said. He's like, we should make a refreshing drink. And I was like, do you want to do any of the prep? He's like, no, I want you to do it. So I have, and here we are. We're doing the mint julep. Excellent. Um, which we've made beforehand because nobody wanted to hear the clinking of glasses and the smashing of ice um, and all that kind of stuff. So yes, because um, this week's drink, we're doing this week's drink. Drink, everyone. Drinking things. The bourbon we're doing this week is the Maker's Mark 46. And we thought it'd be nice to make a mint julep with it. Um, julep. So that's what we've done. Oh, it smells good. So, so Nick, obviously, I now know what the ingredients are, and we'll talk about that. But what what is, like, mint julep? Um, I mean, the clue's in the name, right? Mint. But what the hell is a julep? I don't know what a julep. Oh, ju- oh you know what? I read this earlier, but I didn't put it in there. <laughs> 
this is right. Everyone goes, why do you do so much research? Why does it take you so long to do your research? Because Dave might ask me a question and I need it written down. And this is one of the things I didn't write down today. Okay. Well, I'm sure it won't take long to Google. Google is our friend here. <laughs> Will you do that? And I'll tell what people a, a bit a of the history. Google. Isn't it a glass? No. Anyway, right. you Google it's a that. Sweet fa- it's a sweet flavoured drink. Sweet flavoured drink made from sugar syrup. Sometimes containing alcohol or medication. Yes. Or medication. Interesting. Well, well, I'll get to that. As with a lot of these drinks, the history is a bit different wherever you look at, but it's broadly thought to have started in the southern states of the USA as a breakfast or medicinal concoction used to settle the stomach. Oh, Yes. Um, for example... Good good for sore throats? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> um, in 1784, uh, in some medical communications, um, it's quoted as uh, sickness at the stomach with frequent retching and, at times, difficulty to swallow. I then prescribed her an emetic and some opening powders and a mint julep. <laughs> I don't know what any of that stuff is, apart from the mint julep. That was 1784, everyone. The breakfast part came from when you're waking up. It's good to have, well, it's thought to have been good to have some high strength bourbon um, to like get you moving, essentially. The coffee of its day. Yeah. And the mint was there to freshen your breath. No Um, way. Yeah. I also read that um, it was often made with rum and stuff as well, but I think they just grabbed whatever they could and and whacked it in there. Brown spirit and mint with sugar syrup. Yeah. I guess the sugar's there, obviously, get you going as well. I don't know. Um, as a cocktail, it blossomed in the southern states of America in the late 1700s with the decidedly elite air, meaning rich people, um, because not everyone had access to ice nor the silver or pewter cup in which the drink is served. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, known unofficially as the drink of the South and uh, mint julep has become the official drink of the Kentucky Derby um, since 1938. Nearly 120,000 mint juleps have been sold at the race every year since. I think that's where the cup came from as well, where oh, that I cemented see. that cup. Because um, apparently people, they did it for like one year and people stole them. So then people had to <laughs> buy them to get the mint juleps. And it was that, that kind of copper or silver cup, which everyone knows, everyone sees these things. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, Nick. I don't know what you're on about. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll, I'll Google that later. Yes. Um, they're beautiful. But, they're uh, like, because it's metal, because it, it's a cold drink, it all frosts on the outside, you know, from the nice. ice and stuff. And it looks yeah. really, really nice. I, I so, imagine there's quite a few of our listeners who have never seen those cups as well. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Listeners, let us know. Have you seen the cup? Yeah. Have you seen have you the seen cup? cup? Well, today I'm using, I wanted it to look really hipster. So I'm using an old, no, like a jar mug. You know the ones? Um, yeah. I thought about using the, one of these little ceramic things, um, which you some people might think of camping mugs a camping mug yeah the ceramic that's my wetter workshop one nice. um but when we did jar, you go to new zealand nick funny enough dave <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> but yes um mine's melting quite quickly so i'm gonna try some now oh I please do some. i just i like the idea that the food or beverage associated with wimbledon is strawberries and cream but the kentucky derby a mint julep. Yes. Great. <laughs> I love that. Fantastic. Um, the ingredients um, are fresh mint leaves, about eight-ish, two parts of the bourbon of your choice. So uh, two ounces, that's about 60 mil, a generous double measure, essentially. And then half part simple syrup. Um, it's between a quarter and half an ounce. It, again, depends how sweet you want it. So, so between- yeah, simple syrup. I had to make some of that earlier. Yes. Basically. It's quite easy. 
sugar and water. Yeah, half sugar, half water. So half a cup of sugar, half a cup of water, and then you just like gently heat it until it's all dissolved. And that's it. And then you just put it in a, in a bottle or a container, and then you can put it in the fridge for like a month. So you can just uh, keep using it over and over. Yeah, that would have been a good... Why didn't I do that? I just did it. I didn't... I did like half a cup's worth. Yeah, no, no. I, I bottled mine in one of those Cooper King bottles. Um, we were what a genius. Okay, yeah. right. I'm definitely... I'm going to be doing that later. That's, that's such a good, good idea. Because if you're going to make cocktails throughout the summer, it's always good to have this stuff on hand. Because you can yeah, use this for loads of stuff. Yeah. Um, there was a, a drink... Bit of a to keep making as well. Yeah, there was a similar drink we had with the new make for Cooper King they that had a that was sugar syrup and uh new make oh, I can't remember the if there was the least in there what is it called it was called the something six wasn't it so it was I can't remember four parts something and then two parts syrup or something easy six maybe. or maybe but it was yeah. really nice I made it a few times because I bought a bottle I wish I'd thought of that because every time I had to keep making uh, more and more sugar syrup yeah <laughs> and think just make a batch idiot go back to episode 50 if you want to hear that recipe when yes. they were on. Um, easy to make. I'll just uh, go through this quickly. Um, add all the mint and the syrup to your julep cup, highball glass or jar, depending on how hipster you are. Um, yep. Gently muddle the mint to express the oils. Okay. Oils with your muddler or any other. I used a spoon because I don't have a muddler. No, I use the end of a, well, yeah, cocktail spoon. Add the crushed ice. Crushed ice is a ball egg to make. Yeah. And how, did you do yours? Uh, how did you do yours? How did you do yours? I did normal ice cubes, wrapped them in a paper towel and smacked them. With See, like, I, I got a sandwich bag. Right. Oh, good. That's good too. Because then they don't leak. And just, it doesn't stick to the tea towel. Mine was sticking yeah. to the tea towel. And I was just smashing it against the side yeah. of the kitchen. That's a great idea. That's a brilliant idea. Um, yeah, and then it sticks to the tea towel and then you get blue bits as well in your ice. And then there was a few bits that were still a bit big. So I yeah. got a wooden spoon. Yeah. <laughs> just... Crushed them hard with a wooden spoon. Still Perfect. in a sandwich bag. So the wooden spoon didn't need cleaning. Absolutely. Nailed it. Right. Once Thanks. that's done, once you put that Appreciate stuff that. in, you add your bourbon. <laughs> Today being our Maker's Mark 46. And then you stir and garnish with a sprig of mint. Remembering, before you garnish, to give that mint a bit of a Jeff Whiskey smack on the hand. <laughs> Why? Just to release the aroma. All right. Oh, yeah. Now you got minty hand. Never a bad thing. Oh, minty hand. <laughs> it's my nickname at college yeah of course I remember that <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick Minty Hand Ken oh yeah rolls off the tongue <laughs> how I forgot but there we go I forgot that no idea anyway, how I forgot that how do you do you, you enjoy it I'm loving this mint julep mate it's, it, this is amazing mm. it is super refreshing yes um, I found on the recipe I sent you they they um recommended putting Angostura bitters as a finisher on top. Yeah, I saw that. But then I read the reviews and everyone was like, no, don't do that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't feel that at all. No. But I did then wonder whether adding mint to an old fashioned would be good. Possibly. Um so who knows? Uh yeah, my girlfriend has a mint plant in her garden. So it was quite nice this morning going out and picking some leaves and uh, having fresh mint. Nice. I had to go to Tesco for my fresh mint. Uh, well, there you I go. yeah. I also looked for a mint julep cup in Tesco as well. Thinking Did they have homes, one? No, they didn't. I was going to say, I'm, but I'm thinking, would Waitrose have one, or would the home section in M&S have one? I don't know. I'm sure the Whiskey Exchange has one. Oh yeah, online. And if they do, Nick, put a link in the description because I might buy one. Because oh I'm yeah, there's loads this online again and again. 
Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking last minute or high street where you can pick one up. This is a perfect barbecue drink. Mm. Do you not agree? It is. As long as you've got the crushed ice down already. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the crushed ice is the hardest part. Can you buy yeah. crushed ice? Is that? Can you I buy a bag of crushed ice? Probably I not. don't think so, because it's just going to melt a little bit, then they'll stick together and be a big mush. Yeah. You get that with normal ice cubes. I find myself having to whack them to get them apart again. <laughs> so, oh, oh, first world problems, eh? I know, right. I, I know? Actually, <laughs> actually um, from Morrison's, I did buy some uh, new ice cube holders for the um, for the old freezer today. Oh, yeah. That have got slightly easier push cube out thing because I oh, had the yeah. old old ones that the plastic ones on the side to try and get no, them out no no well, no, no, no. That, was, that wasn't fun you can't put enough money on a good ice cube tray exactly you? and this was two pounds oh. maybe less maybe less anyway maybe Nick we should do some whiskey and things ice cube trays <laughs> what of our heads <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, we'd have a perfect egg shaped we might if it were if you want a Dave ice cube, it will be an egg-shaped ice cube. <laughs> yeah, you could do the big yours ones, the spherical ones, you know, which go in the yeah. uh, old fashions and stuff. Big Dave head. No, your 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 face one side, mine the other. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. We'll, we'll get the R and D department on to work in that one. The R and D department. <laughs> I haven't been to that department. I think it's next to the marketing department, which is also non-existent. <laughs> Me, so please <laughs> make sure you hit that share button. Yeah, like and subscribe. Um, yes. Our Patreon is. <laughs> I'm loving this. Yes, this is a great barbecue drink. Ah, uh, yeah. Or just any any nice day. I'm getting the same satisfaction out of drinking this as I do eating ice cream, and I love ice cream. Ah, uh, yes. I nearly looked into doing some ice cream this week. We might do it again because so, it was nice. National Ice Cream Day the other day in America again. America has all the days. They have a day for everything. They do. And um, some of the whiskey brands are posting great ice cream and whiskey, you know, recipe stuff on their sites. And it was good. Nearly got you to make like a uh, bourbon coffee ice cream with chocolate and peanuts and stuff today. Don't like coffee though, do I? Oh, must have ruined everything. <laughs> Trust me. It's not the first time. It won't be the last. I just ruin everything. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that. Let's make this again. Does it have to be bourbon, do you know, Nick? Or is it the kind of thing where we could just try any whiskey and see what happened? I imagine it's the sweetness of the bourbon is probably one of the reasons why it's a good thing, right? Um, I think just because it originated in the South, that's where the bourbon bit came from. Kentucky, yeah. etc. You can put anything in it, I guess. Yeah, um, remember, like, I, I think I mentioned this recently. It may be in the live show in episode 75, but Jay Bradley was talking about smoky old fashions which I've still yeah. not done. And yeah. I'm thinking, would would that be nice with this? Maybe. Who knows? Smoke and mint? I don't know. It's got to go with the mint, really. That's the uh, that's the thing there, isn't it? Yeah, that's, good. that's a good point. Well, listeners, I will be putting recipes to the mint julep. Julep. In our description. And a few other fun <laughs> things as well. I'll tell you what, Makers Mark have some great cocktail recipes on there as well. I was going to make, but I won't. We'll save it for another time, actually. Oh, uh, nice. An old-fashioned cooler. Tell me more. It's a quicker more refreshing old fashioned. It's um, bourbon, simple syrup, Angostura bitters, and soda water. It's basically a highball version of a old fashioned, basically. Oh, um, nice. Yes. I got all this. Well, I didn't have all the stuff, but I nearly made it today with 
one of these new hard seltzers, which are really oh, um, popular. Everyone's talking about them at the moment. Yeah, it was on Sunday brunch the other day, so I bought some. White Claw hard seltzer. This is the mango one. It's basically sparkling water with alcohol. And then he put that in there just to see what it was like. Did you see the Sunday brunch the other week that did American single malts? Yes, I did. Who was on there? Didn't have a Westland on there. I don't know. I just heard oh, it so- happened. Yes, it was. And it wasn't Westland. It was another um, distillery from that area, though. But, uh, but yes, I, anyway, I made a note sorry. of it. I digress. I digress. It's all good. Sunday brunch is great for that stuff, by the way. If, if you're in the yeah. UK, Sunday yeah. brunch on Channel 4 on Sundays, half past nine. Is it on it's, Sunday? Is it for yeah. brunch? Funny enough, it's on Sunday. Yes, if you like brunch. It's not just only, a clever title. It's no, no. Um, they have like a drink section most weeks, and it's really good. Oh. Usually they have some great um, whiskey sections, so. Noise. There we Noice. go. Anyway. Nick, um, just to finish the section, when in yeah. America are they going to have Whiskey and Things Day? <laughs> I don't know, but it can't clash with the Chinese Whiskey and Things Day because I think they probably have one after our surge a few yeah. weeks back, I think. <laughs> okay, we'll keep campaigning for that yeah. one. Well, we'll try and get an international Whiskey and Things Day because oh, like, everyone's, everyone's in on it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. Interesting is that how when I lose my voice, it doesn't turn into a voice which would make good stings. That was a special <laughs> COVID voice. You know, it wasn't my voice was tired. It was just like something really wrong was going on. No. Oh, actually, I can do things. Mm. Whiskey and Things is brought to you by... And things productions. Not really. No, it, it sounds rubbish, Nicks. Nicks? <laughs> I'm going to start pluralising you, you from okay? now on. You're hallucinating. <laughs> is there like, is there two of me here? Hey, that cocktail was just really good. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, man. Isn't it? Talking of which, we made it with uh, with Maker's Mark 46. So I think it's time we do this week's whiskey. <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's Maker's Mark 46. <laughs> Kentucky straight Bourbon. Uh, sorry, can you say that again? I, I think I missed that. <laughs> Maker's Mark 46. Kentucky right. Street Bourbon. 47% ABV. Everyone. Have we done Maker's Mark? I don't think so, no. No, I think yes, we, we did. Did, did we? we? No, because I got the, the weird, um, I don't know, I've got the teddy bear with the with the jumper from Christmas. Because they did but, like a, they did a special Maker's Mark bottle with a, with a little um, a jumper on it. With right, I'm, just, I'm just going to check. Yeah, have a little look. <laughs> it doesn't matter, because um, this is a completely different whiskey. No, we haven't. We didn't I do don't it. think we have. I don't remember doing the thumbnail. <laughs> We've done two bullets. Wow. Right. We've done Buffalo Trace. We've done Mictors. Hudson Baby Burden. Four Roses. No, we've not done it. Hudson Baby Burden. You know, that's really interesting, because I just assumed we had. I kind of thought we hadn't, but hey. Interesting. Let's just jump, jump to a fancy one, eh? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the, the, obviously most bar, well, probably not most bars, but Maker's Mark is fairly common in most super, supermarkets and bars. Mm. It's fairly common. You'll see it quite a lot, even yeah. in the UK, probably yeah. more so in America. Um, yeah, it's one of the established brands, which has made it all around the world, which is awesome. The reason why we did the Maker's Mark 46 this week is because when I bought it from the Whiskey Exchange, there was the option to buy it with a really cool gift box. Oh, Wow. Okay. Nick's holding up the gift box. I'm holding up the gift box. <laughs> That's, I wasn't Tell just me. a wow without... without <laughs> oh my God. Wow, for the idea of there being a gift box. That's because yeah. I've just seen it and it's epic. But this gift box, right, it's actually a herb box or, as I say, across the pond, 
an herb box. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Which encourages you to make mint for your mint julep. Get out of town. Yeah, it's great. You're, basically, you're meant to kind of put it on the windowsill. They give you mint seeds and all the instructions to make a mint julep and all kinds of things. But they give you the box to sit on your windowsill to make your own mint for your own mint julep. Oh, and that's amazing. It also looks just great on the shelf if you just want to put your bottle in there and backlight it because the back comes off and it just, it's great. It's great. It's a really cool little box with there. And I love it. And this is my second bottle of Maker's Mark 46 because I finished the first one. You enjoyed it so much. I did. I love this. I love this. This isn't like jumping to the end or anything. I really like this. But I think they've got you as well. The fact you got the box. Once I finished the bottles, I've got to get another bottle to put in that box. You know, mm. so keep that on the uh, on the whiskey shelves. Mm. But yeah, that's why we're doing it this week because it just seemed to fit. Dave wanted to do a refreshing drink, mint julep. Oh, make smart forty six. You know, oh, came with I've a mint got a box stuff. for that. Yeah, I've got a box <laughs> for that. Fantastic! It comes with the, the seeds and all kinds of stuff. But there we Can go. Can you still get that? Is that still a thing, or is it limited edition? I don't know. Um, on the whiskey exchange, it's no longer there. But I think it kept coming back. Right, so it might be a, it might be a seasonal thing. It Christmas, might be a seasonal. Yes, I think it was around Christmas. It's when I did that big shop of all Which the was uh, just after whistle pigs and stuff. Was it just after? When did I'm I pretty sure think, I really want some more whiskey on my shelves. I'm in <laughs> lockdown. Oh, ah! Yeah, it was after Christmas. Yeah, I, I bought like, I spent like 250 quid on a load of bottles and this was one of them, everyone. So yeah, it was just after Christmas. But uh, there we go. Um, so the 46 was released in 2010. It was the first major expression to be created at Maker's Mark Distillery since their original bourbon went into production in 1953, everyone. So it's quite a baby whiskey. It's a baby whiskey. In some regards. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. It's still quite old. Yeah, well, but, I, it just feels like a lot, most of the whiskeys we seem to be talking about end up have roots in the 19th century. I guess so. I'm trying to think. Yeah, they may, they may have... Disappeared and come back again. But they seem, yeah. yeah, like um, so the distillery. Uh, it's located on the Star Hill Farm in Loretto, Kentucky. Um, Makers Mark was co-founded by Bill Samuels Sr. and wife Margie Samuels. Funny enough, um, Bill experimented with different grains um, to come up with his mash bill. But in order to save years of aging time, instead of making the bourbon, he baked several loaves of bread with various grain combinations instead of distilling them. What? And then he just dis- and then he just tasted the bread. He's like, that's the bread I want. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that not only saved him time, but also led him to swap out the traditional rye grain that is commonly used in bourbons for the soft red winter wheat. So this doesn't have rye in it, like most bourbons. Most bourbons is at least 51% corn. It has to be that to be legally called a bourbon. And nice. then they fill the rest up with rye. And then it's usually about 10%-ish of malted barley. But in this one, he's got rid of the rye because he didn't, he didn't like it in his bread. And right. then um, he's put wheat in there. So this has got, uh, what's the mash bill for this? This is 70% corn, 16% wheat, and 14% malted barley, which is a bit different through a lot of other bourbons. So um, you won't get that kind of spicy... It- rye kick it'll be a bit sweeter do, do they use the same mash bill for the standard makers or is that yes they do yeah. oh right okay yes yeah, so I, I didn't know that until last week we touched on this a little bit in episode 75 which is coming up because we uh did a bourbon in that episode for our live show everyone what's the difference between the 46 and if they use the same mash bill what's the mm. difference between what they've done with 46 and the normal one you can get like the standard makers mark this one's been aged in american white oak 
virgin white oak to again to be a bourbon has to be virgin uh virgin cask um didn't know that yeah for about six years and then the 46 is then aged for an extra two to three months in um in again back in the same barrels but in those barrels they then put um special seared french oak staves into the barrel so they're kind of like doing this extra finishing with wood staves within the barrel as well. Wow. Yeah. Apparently they tried dozens of different wood staves that were cut, toasted and charred in a number of ways, etc. In the um, same barrel? We've not heard of this. Well, well not in the same barrel, just in a in a oak barrel. Again. Oh, right. Perhaps okay. not, you know. But it's not like another special. Um, when other companies finish whiskey or bourbon, they'll put it in a barrel of a say a rum cask or port cask. That's how they finish it. This one, they put it back into the same same kind of barrels, but they're putting wood staves in there, like 10 wood staves, like French oak toasted, again, virgin oak staves. Apparently they added these to the Maker's Mark cast strength and eventually discovered the wonderful effects of the seared French oak had on the bourbon. Um, the virgin staves apparently amped up the notes of vanilla and caramel in the 46, um, without the bitterness that often comes with additional aging. So, yes, yeah, added flavour to it, the vanillas and stuff. So, yeah, that's why this is a, is a little different. It might be All a little right, stronger Nick, So why well. is it called 46? Because it's 47% ABV. So <laughs> it's not because of that. <laughs> no, it's, again, it's just a, a random number, but right. what, which came out of, they did a load of finishing experiments. And Bill Samuels Jr., um, son of the guy who founded it, and the master distiller, Kevin Smith, with uh, assistance from the independent stave company, who are the distillers long-term, Cooperage, they finally landed on the flavour they liked. And Bill Jr. learned that the stave profile, which they really liked, was just called stave profile number 46. Oh, okay, fair it's enough. It's the recipe, <clears throat> yeah. It's like they tried fair it 46 enough. times, or they it tried it however exactly many times. It says on the tin. Yeah, might have tried it 100 times. We're like, 46 that's that one. So they just called it 46. Nice. They do, after this came out later on, you can actually choose if you want. There's a, um, there's a range called Maker's Mark Private Selection, where you can actually mm. choose what staves go into your, into your barrel. It's pretty cool. Wow. I think maybe you have to go to the distillery. I don't know. I need to look into it. I'll put a link in the description to that one as well. Cool. But yes, this is the 46th uh, recipe, which they liked, everyone. <laughs> You're listening to Whiskey and Things. And so, Nick, tell me about the bottle. Is it much different from the original? Uh, it's a completely different shape. It's bigger. It's chunkier. Um, it obviously has that um, signature red wax uh, over the top, which you can't see because you don't have the bottle. You see that, Dave? You yeah, yeah, no. I, I, yeah. I remember that from Maker's Mark, but yeah, I, I, I yeah. hoped that that was still included on this. Yeah, it was Bill Samuel's wife, Margie, who came up with that. Nice. And originally, she actually, uh, ha- well, they're, they're still hand-dipped. Every single one is still hand-dipped. It is nuts. But originally, she did it in her kitchen. Wow. In, um, let me get this right, <laughs> um, in something she used to fry chicken in. Yeah, that's it. She hand-dipped them in her kitchen in her home fryer to melt the wax. <laughs> it says on her website, Margie's fried chicken was never quite the same. And neither was the whiskey business. But yeah, right. each one's individually done. Okay. That's why that I always kind of looked at them. I'm like, is that wax slightly different? That wax is slightly different. So yes, that's pretty cool. I love that. Everyone's still hand dipped. Yeah, and I like there that we go. As well. You think that's if they were the first? I don't know if they were the first people to do it. By the sounds of their website, they're claiming they were the first to do it. But 
<clears throat> you think of the drinks by the drams, miniature bottles we've got, they're all hand-dipped in wax. No, I think the wax thing, anyone could, I think they've probably copyrighted the red wax which drips. Oh, I see. I think that's a thing they copyrighted. Because, yeah, wax is just a way of sealing things. But the red wax is, uh, is theirs, it's I make, believe. It's a maker's trademark. Yes. But they do, that's the thing, they do have a special editions and stuff where they'll change the colour of the wax for a specific, mm. like, event, and they do special editions and all that kind of stuff. Oh, well, obviously, I've had this in a cocktail before, but I've also had it before a few times. I love this whiskey. My mm. rem- Well, my memories are that I love this whiskey. We're going to look into it more now, obviously. But um, having had Makers, which I think is all right, I think it's, you know, we've talked about this numerous times whenever we do a bourbon. It's got that bourbon flavour. It's a yeah, bourbon. It's a great Whereas, bourbon. It's a great bourbon, but, you know, it's the same as, not the same. It's got the same profile as quite a lot of other bourbons. And that may be that I just don't have the palate yet to distinguish mm. Buffalo Trace, Makers, Bullet, or whatever. That they're, they're all much of a muchness to me. So when you look at something like this, this is where I start to appreciate bourbons a bit more. Um, yeah. When you take that step up. And this is one of them, which I really enjoy. I find it really drinkable. Me too. Getting loads of corn on the nose and the spice. And huh. <laughs> it's nice. Spice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. People should play a drinking game for today's episode of every time my voice breaks. <laughs> Drink. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's got a bit of spice to it. There's, there is a vanilla, vanilla nose to it. No, on, on the nose as well. It smells fantastic. It does. It's such a good... Give me a candle, Nick. Get me a candle. Maker's Mark 46, please. Ideally, a red candle. <laughs> it's going to have um, to be a red candle. <laughs> it has to be red. It has to be red. It's, it's such a pleasant smell, this. And uh, and to drink's not bad either. Ah, it's a Beam Suntory. Didn't know they owned it. It's looking at the back of the bottle, everyone. Oh, it's so good. I love this bourbon. Um, again, so I bought good. it a second time. This is, an, this is like a treat one. It's not as much as a treat as the Blanton's because that's expensive and hard to find. This is kind of in between. You can get it. Let's talk about price. What are we talking? 50 quid? We're talking 40 quid. No way. Yeah, which I think's okay. I, I think this it's is a great so bourbon. For, for a 40 quid bottle of whiskey, this is so lovely. 39.95 at the Whiskey Exchange. Um, with the box, which when it is available is forty five, it was like an extra five quid for the for the cool for box. the cool box, which you could like get a- once and then never get again. Yes, unless exactly. you want to build a whole mint garden all around your house. <laughs> you want an herb garden, <laughs> American. Do different herbs in every single box. Yeah. Um, the original was twenty seven ninety five on the whiskey exchange. Again, okay. uh, prices will vary, so you right. got a good jump there. Thirteen pounds, though, I think. Well worth spending the extra 13 quid. Why mm. would you ever get normal makers if for an extra 13 quid you could get this? Don't know. Just budget or whether you just like normal makers. If it's 27 quid on offer in a supermarket, that might be 20 quid, 23 quid. I would do you remember that. when we did, do you remember when we did the difference between Bullet and Bullet 10? And we yeah. said that Bullet 10 is an interesting drink, but not necessarily superior. Yes. It was more like we, did, we kind of thought, oh, it's a cool, uh, if someone likes bourbon, give them the 10. Because it shows you it's like different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got because, you the bourbon. You know, I got you, you did, the 10 the, for That's why you got it for me for Christmas. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. And, 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 it's, and it's great. And I love having it there. But I also love really normal, normal Bullet. I think they're both yeah. really, really interesting. Hmm. But they're not, one's not necessarily, in my mind, superior to the other one, even though the Bullet 10 is more expensive. I don't feel like that with this and the difference between normal makers and, and 46. 
46 is a superior drink, hands down. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I haven't AEB'd them, but I haven't been going back to Maker's Mark. Like yeah, a Buffalo I Trace I keep going back to for an everyday, uh, as it were. But um, this is one I'm like, every time I have it, I'm like, yes, I like that. And I want another bottle, please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm now annoyed I don't have a bottle of this. They do a cask strength version of, I don't know, I don't think it's finished with staves, etc. But they do a cask strength, Maker's Mark, that's like 70 quid. I'm intrigued by that. Mm. I don't know the ABV. I should have looked that up as well. That is intriguing because I don't recall seeing too many cask strength bourbons from the bigger distillers. Mm. Like I've seen that when I was in Tennessee, you saw a small batch of independent bourbons at cask strength in every liquor store and they looked amazing and they were all expensive and lovely. And I had one and it was amazing. Yeah. I don't recall seeing it from Bullet. It might be example. limited. It might be. No, uh, well, it's on the whiskey exchange. Oh, again, I'll put a link in the description for that, everyone. Yeah. So trying. Makers 46. Value for money, exceptional. For a so bourbon, get a- for a high quality bourbon. I think it's amazing. Yeah. This is great. And it's a great treat one. This is a, uh- yeah. But that Paul, price, Paul, I don't know why you're saying it's a treat one. It's not like some of the 70 quid scotches we've talked about or the Gariana for 150 quid. They're treat whiskies. This this becomes almost like a, a, a you know, mate. Well, again, it depends on everyone. Um, for me, a 40 quid bottle, I would still call a bit of a treat. The normal Maker's Mark or 25 quid, whatever, Buffalo Trace or an 80, you know, that for me is a normal. This is a, I don't need it yet. Have I earned it? I need to earn this one. 40 quid. Have I earned it? I'm not sure yet. You know, again, everyone cuts their clothes to their cloth as they were. As no, they that's were. fair enough. I, I, I like that. I like that thought process. But then I yeah. don't I don't really drink daily, do I? So if I'm no. having a drink, it's normally because I Nor feel do like I've everyone, it. Honest. But no, I know what you mean. But 40 quid is, um, I mean, yeah. yeah. We the, had Vin it, PF on a couple of weeks ago. For him, 50 quid was the, the benchmark of, is it worth 50 quid? Wasn't it? Yeah. So again, it's it's different for everyone, but uh, sweet. Well, the you know, I really enjoy this. And also, as we proved, it was great in a cocktail. And for forty quid, you don't feel like you're wasting a good whiskey in a cocktail. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't mind. You don't, do you? You don't. Me. You don't. You, you don't have that fear of, oh God, what if this doesn't work? Because it's silly money. Yeah. We, you okay. know, I would happily try this with all the different bourbon cocktails, and probably it would make all of them taste amazing because the whiskey is amazing. Yeah. And, and actually, I remember, it was funny when you when you sent the um, mint julep recipe over. I think one of the opening lines was that this is a good drink, so use a good whiskey. It, yeah, it, it, it did say that. It said use if you've got a premium bourbon, use it because mm. it's worth it. I read somewhere else as well. Using a higher proof bourbon means the ice doesn't melt as fast. Interesting. I'm, try, I'm trying to work that out. Again, depends on the external temperatures, etc. That would make sense when you think it. That would make sense when you think at um It's not that much. It's only a 47, but no, yeah, but it's, it, more that than would, 40, that's enough to make a difference, isn't it? Mm. Like you think the whiskey, like what that's what that whiskey we put in the fridge, the um, Dalwhinnie, the freezer, yeah. sorry, doesn't freeze. Yeah. So it of does course, make sense. Yeah. Mm. That if it's got a higher alcohol, it won't, fr- it won't. Oh, you melt. could put it in the freezer before putting it in the drink. That would help as well. Anyway, that's just, I'm just thinking out loud, everyone. That'd but, be interesting to try. That's an interesting experiment to try, Nicholas. Yes. Put in some bourbon in the freezer before making your cocktail. Will that make it even more refreshing? Oh, I'm sure it would. With a chilled glass. Would it change mm. the... Oh, yeah. Would it change the... Oh, we, we're getting into chemistry now. Uh, no. And on that note, 
<laughs> on <laughs> Sting Me. The whiskey. The whiskey. The whiskey. The whiskey. The oh. whiskey. There you go, Nick. I've used two different stings today, which I now have to use because Dave <laughs> has reacted to both of them. Well, if you're going to use them when we're recording them, I'm going to react to them. I know. <laughs> He's got a new device where he can now use them while we're recording. It's called and a laptop, everyone. It's got a new bit of software, which means he can now <laughs> use them while we're recording and therefore I'm going to react. And I love it. It's great. I like this. Um, Dave can't. Dave can't shout too loud because his voice is going. It's quite I nice, can't shout actually. at all. Yeah, it's quite nice. I think that was the issue. Too much shouting. Um, yes. So, Nick, what what you got planned for the rest of the week? You got a busy one. Um, I'm editing our 75th episode. Nice. Um, watching more Olympics. Watching more Olympics, of course. Best time. It's best time. I love the Olympics. I, I was watching the sevens hard. today. I never watched the rugby sevens. Oh, it's, it's such a good sport, isn't it? I remember playing rugby sevens. Ah, oh, hard, knackered. brutal, ah, oh. brutal. I remember once coming back after a break to the new season after not working out or not doing any exercise. Oh, yeah. And trying yes. to play You're going to be vomiting. Vomiting everywhere. I vomited. Yeah, I vomited that day. I knew it. I knew it. You know, because yeah. we had to do all the work because we were back. So we were running. That's why I gave up rugby. Because <laughs> you vomited at a sevens match. First, first session back after my GCSE summer when all I'd done is just drink all summer. I think that was the same time I would have been there. Uh, yeah. yeah. When You're I got like, thrown up for a line, line up. Uh, line out. A line out. <laughs> Yeah. Line out, got thrown up, come back down, and just had to walk over to the side. It was like that. Nah. <laughs> Bottom. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then, and then the coach then the coach made his big chat about how he wanted his training five days a week. I'm like, I've just formed after the first one. I ain't doing this. Was that a school or club rugby? That was a school. Yeah, our school, school took it far too Five seriously. days a week. School. Yeah, I mean, and this training session was in the school holidays. It was like two weeks before school started, pre-season training. Yeah, they took it far too seriously. Yeah, um, well, and, and then, and, yeah, anyway, a whole other story. I'll have a boring story of my life there. Yeah. It would be a chapter of my book, which people would gloss over. If you anyway. want to hear about that, listen to Space and Things podcast, everyone. <laughs> Next week. Yes. yes. Hey, I made Fred Hayes last it. week, so that was, well, no, that was, it was good. It was good episode. The Space Shuttle stuff. Go listen to Space and Things this week. Fred Hayes. Yeah. Um, from Super Apollo 13, everyone. He know, yeah. you know. Oh, that so. guy. That guy. That guy. From the movie. You know, the well, the real one. life guy from the movie. Was he Tom Hanks or was he another one? No, he was uh, He was Bill Paxton. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And he's outlived the guy who played him in the movie. Wow. There can't be that many people. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I've brought this up to you before and you said have. how many people. Actors who have, or no, died before. Who outlived the actors who played them in films. Yeah. It's, it's really got to be a short list. It's, it's got a really to be a short list. Really uplifting list. Yeah. Um, there we go. Anyway, whiskey I didn't show, bring that up with him. When, <laughs> funny enough, I didn't bring that up in the interview. So, yeah. Fred, how do you feel about the fact you outlived Bill Paxton? Bill Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> I did consider it. It was on my short list of questions, and I thought, nah, I won't do that. No. No, anyway. I, don't, I don't want to bring up anything to do with death when he's in his 80s. Anyway. Wow. Um, this, well, is, this shows... Uh, been a great this been a great end to the show yeah um, here it is <laughs> everyone we've covered a wonderfully refreshing cocktail today which is really yeah. easy to make even dave and i can make it yeah in our stupid little and i don't have any cocktail equipment. making equipment at all yeah. nick's got nick's got a few things i just used glasses and a teaspoon that's all i used really easy to make it's really delicious so yes um and put a nice bourbon makes 46 we loved it i want yeah, my second amazing. bottle sam simmons said 
you, know, you haven't sold one bottle until you've uh, until someone's you're not a successful them. whiskey until you sold two bottles is what he said I was out, that was the direct quote yeah so yeah this I'm on my second bottle so there we go that's why they've been around for however many years because Nick's bought two bottles yes I'm <laughs> keeping them afloat <laughs> Anyway, anyway, mate, I think the angels have had their share today. What do you say? They've had a I share have. of my voice, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, you have. Um, <laughs> the julep have. Yeah. So, and so have you, listeners. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.